If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, guys, let's do it. Our number two of in-game live right here on the Sports Grid on a Tuesday night with the NBA playoffs continuing. We've got three games down. We have got one more to go, and we are going to get you set up for that. I'm Kevin Walsh. I am joined by Ariel Epstein. And, Ariel, I am excited to talk to you about this game. Let's though start with the total because people that are looking to get involved now you, we can even after the game starts, you and I can really expand on you know some more in-depth points with this series. But this total has been climbing, climbing, climbing all day. Mm-hmm. It is up to 233 and a half. Uh, I actually, and I you know me, I don't usually play games 12 hours early, but I took the Lakers team total over 117 and a half, and I'm glad I did it. It now sits at 120 and a half. What do you think uh, about this total moving up? What have you been seeing with the line movement here? Yeah, I saw this line last night. I've, I always like to check these lines the night before, and it was 227 and a half when I first saw it. By the by, this morning, it was up to 229 and a half. It's now at 233 and a half. So this total obviously just doesn't seem to – it's been stuck at 233 for quite some time now. So that seems to be the number that we're at, um, 233. And it's even money, minus 110 a pop. So I guess that the, the thing I'd have to say here is you're looking at a Trailblazers team that has Damian Lillard. 
And the Trailblazers in their last three games scored 124, 134, and 134. Now, granted, they were playing the Sixers and the Nets in both of those games. And then you had the Dallas Mavericks as one of those games in that regular seating. Damian Lillard going up against LeBron James and Anthony Davis. I think that this has to do so much with Damian Lillard averaging like 40-plus points a game. That would be my hunch in this, but... Kev, obviously, I trust your analysis a lot on this game, especially because I know you are a big-time LeBron James fan. I mm-hmm. think that the Lakers are going to cover just fine here. I like the five-and-a-half. Uh, so I would have laid five-and-a-half with the Lakers, which is where this line started at. It's now at six-and-a-half in favor of the Lakers. Yeah, I, I like the Lakers in this spot. I think they have the ability to roll this team. But there's a reason why I played this team total is I don't need to be greedy, right? Because I'm already personally invested in the outcome in this game. I want them to win by 25 points. But the reason why I think they can roll this team is because of what they should be able to do offensively. The Lakers met up with this Blazers team three times during the year. They scored 119 in one of those meetings. That was the low, okay, when they played this team. They scored 136 and 128 in those other matchups. And you might be inclined to say, oh, well, what about the return of Yusuf Nurkic and Zach Collins? Well, first of all, Zach Collins is out. And Wenyan Gabriel is starting. And Wenyan Gabriel, for 36 minutes, averages over six fouls a game, which literally means he can't even average 36 minutes because he'd foul out before he'd even get there, and he's going to be guarding Anthony Davis. I joked about this today. Legitimately, if somebody wants to book it for me, I'll play it, though. Can I get a prop on Wenyan Gabriel to foul out? Or an over-under on minutes for starter Wenyan Gabriel? It's going to be a nightmare for him trying to guard Anthony Davis. And I look at this Blazers team, and you talk about Yusuf Nurkic. They've not been better with Yusuf Nurkic defensively. They've played nine games here in the restart. All but one of them have gone over, ironically enough, the low number that did not was the highest total they saw, 244.5 against the Houston Rockets. And it comes down to this team having their season on the line against the Dallas Mavericks and giving up 131, up against the Brooklyn Nets and giving up 133. Even the Grizzlies giving up a team that's been lifeless in a lot of ways, giving up 122. They are Mm -hmm. awful defensively, and LeBron and Anthony Davis should absolutely feast on this team. Now, if you were fortunate enough to get this number earlier in the day, okay, that 117 and a half, 118 and a half, look, there's a lot of numbers that were that are no more. Um, great. If not, though, guys, I think there's a chance they get here in the 130. So I would not be, uh, I would not tell you to be bashful necessarily about going over the 120 and a half. Sometimes you're just late to the number. Okay. Now, if you're the type of better that doesn't like being late to a number, all right, then you might have to sit this one out. Maybe they get off to a slow start and you guys will be able to buy back in and at a better number, okay? Maybe you try and play first half team total for the Lakers over 60 and a half. I don't know. That's not really value there to me. But you can try and potentially get creative with this one. But, Ariel, that's my thing. I just think the Blazers defensively are not set up in any way to stop this Lakers 
Yeah, my concern here is the Lakers' defense, which is a top-10 defense in the NBA. That's why when I'm looking at these player props, which I'm sure people are going to be all over the Damian Lillard player prop, which is the points prop of 35-and-a-half, it's only minus 102 to take the over on Dame's points prop. How much do you think, Kev, that this Lakers team can put an end to Damian Lillard's hot streak of averaging over 40 points a game? (laughs) Uh, Look, they're obviously going to be trying um their best i think when one of those things is we talked just about right so harden we're just looking at a live player prop don't be scared to play a live player prop on damian lillard here guys if the lakers come out lackadaisical defensively drop coverage and lillard's just stepping into open threes then you can get in on this over and you can get in on this over at a higher number even if you have mm-hmm. okay but if they are swarming and doubling, it's going to be a long night, and it's going to be a quick series because Lillard's going to have to get the ball out. He's going to have to do it over big, rangy defenders, and it's going to put, I think, the Blazers in some tough spots. And I would also mention this, you know, Ariel, you talk about the, the run that Lillard's been on, and honestly, can't say enough about it, how incredible this has been. But there is a price that comes with that. There is, you know... And I, Anthony Davis hasn't played a game in a week, okay? Uh, since yeah. that point that AD last played a game, Lillard has had to play three must-win games. And he's played 41 minutes, 44 minutes, and then somewhere in the 40s as well against Memphis. I mean, this guy has put in three full games since AD last had to go out there and break a sweat. Now, maybe maybe you're a you know, rest-rust type of player and you believe that you know, they, they might come out a bit slow and the Blazers will be, you know, a bit warmer having last played a, a game on Saturday. I think that that'll catch up to them. though, And that's another reason why I'm not all too concerned about backing the Lakers team on the spread. Because, again, I'm very happy with my position on the team total. But if by any chance Portland does come out here, Ariel, and jump on this team a little bit, and you and I will have this opportunity on in-game live to follow along, all right, then I will come back to the Lakers. I think eventually this does catch up to four. I'm also curious what's going to happen with the Anthony Davis points prop because right now he's at 30 and a half. This could be, I know 30 sounds, it's not so much by low, but I'm curious because when you look at the numbers that Anthony Davis had in meaningful games leading up to the coronavirus pandemic, it felt like 30 was a normal night for Anthony Davis, at least getting close to it, especially in the month of March, where Anthony Davis had 30 points, at least 30 points in three out of four games in the month of March. 30 and a half seems a little high, but if you can go on the live line, if things do start sluggish and you could find something on Anthony Davis as an overprop for points, then I would try to jump on it because if this is starting at 30 and a half and they start sluggish like Milwaukee did, then maybe we mm. see something that we could like. I just, and LeBron James' assist prop is where I went all season until the coronavirus break it seems like the books are all over it with the 10 and a half line being set there so i'm staying away from the assist prop yeah it's very i you know what though let me uh let me kind of take you back to something that you used to do all the time over um on msg the dollar holla right the player performance double and i think anthony davis for 
35 plus and a Lakers win at plus 285 is not bad. He went over that number in two of the three meetings that he played this team. I think he had 39 and 37 in two of those games. Getting it at plus 285. And kind of this goes to the discussion we were having about plays you track and whatnot. When you start throwing out plus 285s, like AD, I would say this. Even if you want to just go plus 136 for a Lakers win and AD for 30 points, I think AD has at least two 30-point games in this series. He might average – I mean, his over-under is 30 and a half. He might average 30 a game right. in this series, and that's plus money. Yeah, no, I like that a lot. I always forget now about these player performance doubles. Anthony Davis <laughs> double-double and a Lakers win is minus 102. See, now you've got me down the rabbit hole, Kev. This is yeah, not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, LeBron James, 12 or more assists, the Lakers win 2-1. to one. LeBron James, double-double is minus 156. What? That's a no. But to only that's have minus, I know that on the performance doubles and your lying juice, I usually don't because I go to performance doubles for better value. Yet an Anthony Davis double-double and a Lakers win at minus 102, if you're looking for value and you weren't able to parlay two NBA games today, you just want a win? I couldn't fault you for going in on an Anthony Davis double-double and a Lakers win. And look, let me be uh, an unbiased uh, journalist here, if you will. Okay? These teams did play three times. The Blazers got one. Now, to be fair, that was the first game back after the tragic passing of Kobe Mm -hmm. Bryant. You know, that was just a crazy game. But in that game, Lillard scored 50. If the Blazers are going to win, it's going to be behind a massive Lillard performance. You can parlay Lillard's over 35 with the players on the money line and get it uh, over 4-1. to one. Or, I mean, look, it's a crazy number. Lillard, 40 or better, and Portland to win is 9-1. to Because I'd have to think, Ariel, anybody out there that thinks the Blazers are going to win this game, you, I mean, I know maybe it's just I'm sounding too casual with 40 points, but you probably think he's going to score 40. No? If the Blazers win, I would have to assume it's off the back of Damian Lillard scoring a ton of points. And I think that some people might look to that Bucks game and say Milwaukee came out a little sluggish. As you mentioned, Anthony Davis hasn't played in eight days. His last game was August 10th. These players also had this mindset that these games didn't really matter. I know that they th- everyone thinks, well, they played, they played a certain amount of minutes, but there's a difference in mindset when the Blazers had their lives on the line. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is going to be a lot of fun, though, um, for us to follow here. Uh, I, will, I will add this one quick anecdote. The Bucks losing today even more confident about the Lakers because I do not know about two eight seeds winning game number ones on the same exact day. Uh, But we shall see. More in game live next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, welcome back right here to In Game Live. I'm Kevin Walsh. I'm joined by Ariel Epstein. Once again, hit us up over on Twitter. Let us know what you guys are on Tonight, you can find Ariel over at Ariel Epstein. You can find me at the Kevin Walsh. Uh, we are, of course, going to uh, be with you guys up until 10 o'clock here tonight, and then we will pass it over to Sports Grid Radio, where Scott Farrell with Farrell on the bench will take things over. Uh, and you don't want to miss out the live action, of course, with the Lakers playing into the night. That game is underway. And uh, quite hel- uh, funny enough, the first player to score is Wenyan Gabriel. Uh, so give the Kentucky Wildcat uh, his due as he opens the scoring here uh, in this game. The Lakers haven't scored the whole postseason. This team is done. I can't believe anybody was backing them. Uh, but this is going to be a, a very, very fun one for us to follow. Uh, and you know what, Ariel? We were talking a little bit more so during the break, right, about the the mindset for these guys. And, you know, the Lakers have been waiting for this. For so long. When you think about, they had those two games against the Clippers and the Bucks, where they win both of them. It was Bucks first, then it was the Clippers, right? And I'm sure from that moment on, all they could think about was, all right, we're ready to go. We know we can hang with anybody. Like, let's get the postseason started. They actually then proceeded to lose their next game uh, against the Brooklyn Nets, which is like, of course they did. And then, boom, layoff. And then you get back in your first game, you're playing with that intensity up against the Clips. And then the next thing you know, you got the the West clinched, and you've not played since then. I could only imagine, you know, they've been here before, but they've never been here before in this kind of setting. Just what's going through these guys' minds. 
I told you this in the break, Kev. Sports psychology is real. I remember on the morning after we brought a sports psychologist in because all the different teams from Nick Saban with Alabama to the Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson, they all use the psychologist. To me, if the Lakers have a long eight-day layoff because let's just say in a perfect world where there's no COVID, the Lakers already clinched the, the number one seed. They didn't have to play for a week. And then the playoffs start. There's fans in the stands. The Staples Center is packed. There's lights. There's MCs. It's a playoff atmosphere. The atmosphere these players are playing in today is the same exact atmosphere that the Lakers played in eight days ago. There's no shift in the mindset until you really register in your brain, this is the playoffs. And that's why I think the Milwaukee Bucks struggled early today and the Lakers might get off to a slow start, already down 7-2. to two. Granted, this doesn't mean anything in the scheme of this game yet. I'm just saying don't be surprised if things start a little sluggish for these top seeds in the first game of the playoffs. Yeah, I, I think I think especially the seed, right? I, I think it's fair, though, that, you know, the Bucks and the Lakers – not to the point where, like, all right, we're done here, right? Because yeah, people might be like, oh, the, the Raptors had no left. Yeah, they went 7-1. and one. They treated all these games like playoff games, it felt like. So, yeah, of course they started them. Yeah. They, they blitzed the horrible Brooklyn Nets, right? I, you know, so I think it'll be interesting to follow. Uh, but it's 7-4 right now uh, after AD gets an N1 on a foul from Onion Gabriel. I'm not going to pick on him. I'm just saying it's going to be a long night the longer he stays on that court. Uh, but let's uh, let's hit up a, a little bit. I, I feel bad because I'm a, I, you know I like Kentucky. I feel bad for him, but it's true. Uh, the Capitals have got one back here. I don't know if it literally just happened because the line is locked um, and the lines have now been removed. But that is a two-one game, so we can obviously uh, take a look there, Ariel, when those pop back up. Uh, but we were talking about a couple of totals that were very low. Uh, Cubs Cardinals was zero zero. It is now one nothing. But we're into the fourth there with a total of five and a half. And Brewers Twins now it's at an over under of a four. My goodness! Wow, it's a baseball lines amaze me. They amaze yep. me. Just the overreaction of a baseball line. You're gonna drop this line down from nine to four in the fifth inning in a scoreless game where the starters are in for these teams. Then we have to turn to bullpens. Listen, if you want to lay the juice of minus 122 on the over, for me, this would have been a hedge. It's now minus 128 on the over four. That would have been pretty much a hedge for me to take the over. Um, But, again, I feel confident right now in that under nine in that Brewers-Twins game. So I don't feel like I need to middle. To me, the Blue Jays-Orioles stood out because the Orioles were up three to two. We went over this line before. And I said, between these two teams, I just would not want to bet on either of them live. They, you just don't know. And two terrible starters. Toronto actually has a pretty good bullpen. But again, the Orioles have been resilient. So I would say if I wanted to dive in here, maybe take the Orioles plus three and a half, which is minus 128 on the run line. Otherwise, there are so many better things to look at. If I'm going to live bet something <laughs> at this point, it's going to be the Lakers and Trailblazers. 
In Major League Baseball, too, though, the Red Sox-Phillies. Phillies creeping back in. It's now 3-2 to two Boston. The total's at 10 in the fifth inning. That doesn't bother me either. The thing, though, Nationals-Braves. It's 6-5 to five Nationals. The bases have been juiced almost every time I've looked up at this game. So 14 and a half in the sixth inning. If you want to go for it, I would take the over minus 120 here. Yeah, I am not mad at that. Live overs uh, are almost always a good time, except for when they lose. Uh, but that game obviously has a lot of offense already put on it. So uh, I like where you're at with that. And uh, we will also just quickly bring back up Ray's Yankees. It's in the seventh now, but it is 6-3 after Luke Voigt uh, hit a home run. That total still sits there at 11 and a half. Unfortunately, I don't know when this happened because the Mariners-Dodgers game is tied at 1-1. So my question is here, did the Dodgers strike first? They did. Okay, so yes. never mind. I was going to yeah. say, would we have had that, what we were kind of talking about, buyback spot, um, you know, situation. But okay, so that is still 1-1. Um, yeah, yeah, Major League Baseball, not, not showing a ton here. Is there anything I'm leaving untouched, Ariel? We got a 3-3 game in, in Cleveland-Pittsburgh. Minus 140 for the Indians to beat the Pirates now. Is that intriguing at all? Yeah. Actually, I do like that. Minus 132 right now. It just shifted. I actually wouldn't mind jumping in on the Indians here. The Pirates always keep games close, and then they blow it in the end. So that wouldn't bother me at all to take the Cleveland Indians at minus 132. You're getting good value there because the Indians, let me just go back to the close. The Indians closed at minus 180. So that's really good value there to get Cleveland on because you won't get them at a much better price against one of the last teams in Major League Baseball. So, yeah, that's a good one, Kev. The thing that we see, too, with these favorites after doing this show with you the last few weeks, these favorites are so heavily juiced on this sports book. It doesn't matter. Remember last week we were looking through this and we were like, this is unbelievable. It's only a one-run game. And whoever it was that was favored in the game, it could have been the Yankees or Dodgers, were still at like minus 500. And that's why I think when you look at these live lines for the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Lakers, you're going to get good value at some point. Just wait for it. And that's why I think with the Lakers, I – have a lot of interest down 13 to seven right now that line's still at minus 200 so yeah take a deep breath. I, I think I like um, yeah for sure I, I think the baseball board is always interesting when you have 10 games you can usually find spots but uh yes blazers lakers is 13 7 portland leaves they force uh the lakers into a timeout there what is interesting and i you know it's tough i guess for the book when the numbers are a bit shorter, so there's not as much uh, wiggle room, if you will, for them. Yeah. But they're up six, and the line has only moved one point. So, you know, you kind of look at it now. The Lakers have to make that six back, plus then be six better. Like, they've now got to be 12, point better, 12 points better than this team here on a live line, right? Now, that's if you play a pregame, right, the same exact thing is true. So maybe the one point they've taken off here is interesting. I just I wonder if sometimes they say to themselves, I you know, I wish we could pull off more, but you know, if they in less than five minutes move the Lakers down to three point favorites, they wouldn't yeah. know what to do with all the money that they would get hit by. Yeah, they they couldn't do that. They they'd have to pick they're thinking the same thing we are. I, I love talking to John Sheeran, the director of trading at FanDuel every week. We asked him about the uncertainties. We've asked him about how do you, as 
as odds makers figure out, you know, the Lakers coming out of an eight game stretch of not playing games and, you know, he's, we, we can't, you have, we have the same information as you and we're going off of that. So as a better, you have to think to yourself with all this uncertainty and all the changes in these sports, the books are thinking what I am. And that's why you're not seeing a drastic change in any of these lines right now. But I think for someone, because I know that I liked this line at five and a half. The Lakers were laying five and a half yesterday. If you missed it and you thought to yourself, I don't like the six and a half, then you can at least go and get your line back. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's actually a very, very good point, though, right? Because maybe some people are like, "Ah, I missed the game. Or maybe you're just joining us now, right? So you're like, oh, what should I do here? Well, you get the Lakers at a one-point discount. So something to consider. Uh, Also, the Wenyan Gabriel foul tracker. is up to two, so we've not even played five minutes. I'm just saying. And I think here's – it's funny, but it's also a legitimate issue because they're they're not going to play Nurkic and Whiteside at the same time, right? Like that is – I don't really find that to be much of an an option there. Mario Hazonia is going to guard him. Carmelo is going to guard him. Is CJ McCollum going to guard LeBron? Like – and I don't even necessarily think Zach Collins is a great option to guard AD, but he's way better than Wenyan Gabriel. And they've subbed Hassan Whiteside in. This is must-watch. I'm sure everybody's already watching this game. But what I'm saying is just trying to figure out how uh, Nurkic and Whiteside really fit on the court together here. You know, rarely when the Lakers are sat out there with AD and JaVale McGee or AD and Dwight Howard, you know, does another team go out there and put two true centers pretty much on the court, which is what you're seeing now by Portland. Does this force them now into less spacing? I know Nurkic can spread it a little bit, but not a ton. Uh, Does it potentially clog the lane? Maybe they're a bit more aggressive on the glass, though. Does it clog the lane, though, for the Lakers? And maybe it keeps them outside the paint a little bit more. So this is now, to me, Ariel, I think a very, very interesting spot for us to follow live. Uh, the Blazers are up 15-19. I, like, I also like this. Sorry to interrupt you, but it just popped up for me. Lakers plus 124 to be the first half winner. Yeah. Well, see, and that's the thing because it's such a small time frame. They do have to shift these lines. Only got a half hour left here on the game line, but we will be back shortly to follow up here on everything going on with Blazers, Lakers. Uh, Nurkic just got an offensive rebound. Put it back in, up and good, and one. Uh, there's a lot now to follow there. This game is getting very, very interesting, uh, and we will follow it the whole way next here on In Game Live. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, guys, welcome back right here to In Game Live. A half hour to go. Uh, it is Kevin Walsh and it is Ariel Epstein. Uh, LeBron gets a layup. He finally... Uh, is able to get on the scoring sheet here. But we do have an early lead for this Blazers team, and it has actually moved that line down to three and a half. Uh, maybe wait for this first quarter to close. We talked about it, a world where uh, the Lakers might be coming out a little bit slow. To be fair, you know, that was kind of the case for Milwaukee, and they never really woke up. So you might want to be careful here chasing these teams. Now, I'm just trying to give people the benefit of the doubt. Because uh, I know what I'm thinking, and Ariel, I'm pretty sure I know what you're thinking. I love this three and a half. I don't think you will get the Lakers at a better value than this. Obviously, you might be able to get them live like this, but I'm just saying in perspective from a pregame standpoint, I'm looking at this as if you jumped in to the FanDuel Sportsbook and saw that the Lakers were laying three and a half against the Portland Trailblazers. I think pregame, you would have looked at this and said, yeah, totally. I'm taking the Lakers here. They're only down by seven. We're in the first quarter. I'm not going to jump ship yet. I'm not going, I already like the Lakers at minus five and a half. I bet the Lakers on the money line in a two team parlay with the Heat. So I'm sitting on my second leg, but I really do like this three and a half that the Lakers are laying right now. Yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, it shows some value. I will say this for the Lakers. Danny Green right now is playing like garbage. Really no nice way to put it. He's 0-4 from three. He was pretty terrible from three during the reset. He's also picked up two personal fouls. Uh, professional defender Danny Green just fouled Damian Lillard on a three as well. So now he's heading to the bench. And that is something to monitor. You know, we talk about live betting. Mm-hmm. Foul situations matter a ton when we talk about live betting. Uh 
guys. Like, and now the Lakers are actually down to minus one and a half as Danny Green heads to the bench here. So, you know, I, for me, I'll wait at least till the quarter's close before I contemplate jumping back in. What is doing the Lakers in, though, right now is less the offense and just the defense right now. Not getting any stops. Uh, the Blazers are making pretty much the most of what seems like every single possession they have. The other uh, note as well, Ariel, when we talk about live betting, LeBron has subbed out as well. So maybe that might want to give people pause and you might want to wait till quarters close before you jump in live. Yeah, no, I I completely agree with waiting to jump in for the quarters close. And like I mentioned to you prior to the break last time, those first half props with the Lakers now up to plus 172, the Trailblazers at minus 225. Kev, do you think that this is an overreaction by the books? You know, the thing is, it's just it's small windows when you, when you look sometimes with with bets like that. So I, I understand why they have to move uh, these numbers again. The Blazers find themselves right now holding an eight point lead. So uh, it, it's one of those spots the Lakers are going to have to lock in and they're going to have to you know to tune it in and, and pick it up here. But do they have that potential? Yes, undeniably yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've cut it back down to eight. We're sitting here; they're laying two and a half. Uh, but I, I think the next time we probably click will be, uh, again, when this first quarter uh, is over. But right now, you know, but it, to be fair, the, the offense for the Lakers is also putrid. They've just had a lot of opportunities. They're shooting a clean 25% from the field. They are 0 of 8 from 3. Like, you think, like, this could get much, like, you could argue that this should be much worse, actually right now as Kyle Kuzma puts up an impressive air ball. Like, you might argue that, that this should be much, much worse the way that they've started this game. But you know what? It could be, Ariel, you talk about sports you know, psychology. Flipping it on in the bubble maybe is not the same as flipping it on when you're in front of a packed-out Staples Center. Yeah. I think that that's been the problem with these teams that – have not had to worry about winning games such as the Trailblazers. The Trailblazers essentially had to win out their season in order to make the playoffs. They end up having to play a play-in game to keep their season alive against a very good Memphis Grizzlies team that was underrated this year. Very young team. And now Portland's in full force. They're clicking. They're, they're, they know how they're playing meaningful games. Whereas the Lakers, you go into the mindset, how long is Anthony Davis playing? How long is LeBron James playing? I was surprised by how much those two played in the eight-game restart. However, there were Anthony Davis, the assist, another missed three by the Lakers. So I think that you're just seeing that cold start. I'm not going to count them out yet, though. And right now they're laying two and a half, the Lakers. I think it's showing you by the books, too, that when you see this Lakers team that's now down by 10 points with 3.30 to go in the first quarter, and the Lakers are still favored in this game, it's telling you something. And to me, it's telling you that maybe it's not the first half, but you can't count the Lakers out in the second half if things start to bounce back and guys start to heat up. This is the problem, though, with player props in game one. Yeah, I think we are, you know, somewhat the Lakers coming back from the break will be shooting at the line. Might be factoring in here to the, you know, the idea they're expecting points. But it was a, it was a pick uh, you know, for them to put the two and a half back on there. It does seem like Ariel, it's going to take a lot for them to fully move off of 
the L.A. Lakers. Uh, let's take this uh, stop here, though, to bring up Caps Islanders. The Capitals have made it up. They've come back here. They are now tied up at choo-choo. Interesting to me, the book somewhat saying momentum be damned. The Islanders are still your minus 115 money line favorite. I wouldn't mind jumping in on the caps here. It's the second period. It's tied at two. I know the Islanders are playing really well. I think the Islanders win this series. Don't get me wrong. I think the Islanders are the better team. I'm going to go with Pete Jensen's handicap of this, though, thinking that the Capitals are not going to want to go down this way to their former head coach. That's why I wouldn't mind this minus 105 on the caps. You could have gotten them, obviously, a much better value when they were down 2 nothing. Yet, if the caps go up 3-2... to two, you're obviously not going to see much. I think if the Caps go up three to two, obviously you're going to lose your value. But if the Islanders go up three to two, I'd be more hesitant because that could just be the nail in the coffin for this Capitals team. Yet tied at two, scoring two unanswered goals in the second period, it doesn't scare me to go in at minus one minus one hundred five on the money line right now with the Caps. Yeah, and, and if people out there do not play that one pregame, you are getting the Caps at pretty much where they were. I think if you would have played the Capitals pregame and I told you it was 2-2 with about 25 minutes of ice time left and the Capitals have scored two in a row, I think you would take that. So I think it's fair to say that the Capitals at minus 105 might be a good play if people are looking to get involved on the ice. Uh, We'll quickly try uh, and throw some more Major League Baseball in here. The Twins-Brewers game finally sees a run uh, but it's only one, so that total say that. still sits at five. Well, it's only one. I mean, they, you know, at the end of the day, the best case, it, you know, it's still got to be one run, right? Um, so it's now it's one. Okay. Not- There's so much time left. It's yeah. going too What's slowly interesting, for a scoreless game. Yeah, like they've actually did put an entire run back on. I wonder if we potentially have uh, the Twins threatening or someone threatening. Yeah, the Twins have runners on the corner. Two outs, though. Uh-huh. Um, but if, so basically, if they don't get any runs, that'll come back off of the five. Uh, so that's the way to look at that one there. Uh, and that's why I think or that number Blue right Jays now has been the one that stood out to me. Oh, wow. Yeah, talk to me about this game. Orioles, Blue Jays. Orioles were up in this game three to two. Then it became 7-3 to three, Toronto. Baltimore just scored three runs, making it 7-6. Baltimore now at plus 172 on the money line. The total in this game is up to 17. Kevin, this total for this Jays-Orioles game was at 9.5. We're at 17.5 now. Yeah, they've, uh, they've almost hit the times two multiplier uh, over in that game. And it's, it certainly did surpass that uh, Nats-Braves game, though still a pretty high number there, live 13.5. Rays-Yankees is locked. That one, though, still sitting at 6-3. And the Dodgers did take a 2-1 to one lead. Like, okay, let me just double-check here. Are they threatening to add on to their 2-1 to one lead right now? Because, because they're minus 2,200. I mean, that's ri- they're not. There's a guy on. There's no. two out. Like, <laughs> It's 1-1. It's I, and I get it, right? Like, Seattle only has the half inning to score a run. But right. I don't think Seattle to score a half run would be placed, you know, minus 2,000. I just think that that's so – or I guess what would be plus 980. Um, it's just such I an absurd it. number. 
It's the overestimation on number one teams, and that's the Los Angeles Dodgers. I do oh. understand that with the half an inning left that's with Seattle. The only thing here is Seattle's a team that goes a lot to the over, but that doesn't always necessarily mean that Seattle's a good offense. It just means that they could have really bad pitching also. I want to give credit to the Mets. We haven't spoken about them too much. The Mets are up 5-2 to two in the eighth over the Marlins. The Mets are at minus 4,500 on the money line. The Mets had a late scratch. Their pitcher ended up getting injured with a sore shoulder, and they ended up having to put Oswalt in to start. So for the Mets actually taking a lead, 5-2 to two over a Marlins team that came out of their coronavirus quarantine pretty hot, I give a lot of credit to them for backing up their pitcher on short notice. Yeah, I think that that is a, a good point there. Uh, so the Lakers are actually now down. 16. They're almost getting doubled up Crazy. here by the Blazers. 33 to 17 is the score. What's crazier, though, is that they're two and a half point dogs. Like, look, I'm saying this as much as I think the Lakers can come back and win this game. They're down 16. Like, that is a lot of points, right? For them to still only be a plus 116 money line favorite. Now, the book is smart, okay? They know that people are going to want to come back around on the Lakers, right? They know that. They're prepared for that. But I do think the, you know, the big thing here that we are looking at right now is the Lakers and the Blazers. It's just a completely different level of in sync. And you've got the Blazers shooting 58% from the field. You've got the Lakers shooting 23% from the field. There's, you know, Anthony Davis is one of eight from the field. The team is 0 of eight from three. Like the Lakers, there's no other way to skin this cat, Ariel. They have been horrible. Even Anthony Davis couldn't just make an easy floater. They just look out of sync right now, and I don't think that you could expect something like this because it's coronavirus. Yeah, right. And look, to be fair, right, for the people that, uh, you know, were backing Portland, I'm sure they were also expect. I can't wait to hear how they were expecting this stout defense to step up in a time like this. But it will be fun to track. We've only got one more segment left here on In-Game Live. We'll close out the show next on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, guys, let's close it out here on In-Game Live on the Sports Grid. I'm Kevin Walsh. I'm joined by Ariel Epstein, and this is our final segment before we will pass it over Again, to Sports Grid Radio, where I got the call to fill in for some uh, for some relief. So if you can't get enough uh, of myself, catch me over there. Find one of those guys at ten twenty five. Uh, hopefully, the Lakers score looks a little bit different when we get there, uh, because otherwise, I will be increasingly frustrated. They knew um, who to call, Kevin. Yeah. they knew. They said Kevin's they going hit- to be watching the Lakers. He's going to be animated. We need him on air. <laughs> you know what, too. They 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 were like, don't worry, we'll get you out of there quick so you can watch Lakers in peace. And I'm like, oh, you know what? You got. Uh, so I will be joining that, that group over there uh, at 10:25. Uh, this is our final segment here, Ariel. Uh, close this thing up, and I think it would be uh, you know appropriate for us to talk as much as possible about what we've got here in Lakers Blazers because we are likely to get this quarter to close um, before. Uh, we have to say goodbye as we're, you know, with only about 30 seconds left here. Now, the Lakers offensively have started to pick it up a little bit. LeBron James starting to attack a little bit more. But obviously right now the Lakers have to be concerned because Damian Lillard already with 15 points. Unbelievable that someone could be so hot. I think that the Lakers' momentum was just shot because they kept missing just easy buckets that they always would have made. I watched Anthony Davis go up for a floater, and it it was just completely airballed, which is so unlike Anthony Davis. This total also stood out to me, Kev, because it was at 237.5 just about a minute ago. It's now down to 235.5. It closed at 233.5. The total continues to rise despite the Lakers getting off to a slow offensive start. Why do you think that is? Well, it's the Blazers scoring 36 themselves, right? Like, that's really who's carrying the lion's share here now. Uh, Their team total actually sits at 118.5. The Lakers still, funny enough, 
sits at 117 and a half. And that is actually interesting just to kind of make that distinction. Mm -hmm. So the Blazers are two and a half point favorites. But right now on the team total, they're actually at the same exact number. Right now on the team total. discrepancies. Yeah, so just, you know, again, if you guys want to kind of figure out how you want to play it there, the quarter does close on a LeBron James layup who uh, is sitting at four points here in the quarter. You know, he came back in again. They found their offensive rhythm a little bit. The answers that they're going to need to find, though, are going to be defensively because as much as this team should be playing much better offensively, look, and they will play much better offensively, okay? Had that Lakers team total dropped, and it barely dropped, so that's why I don't think we're staring at an abundance of value there. But them shooting 27.5% from the field is going to change. Them shooting 0 of 8 from 3 is going to change. But they cannot be allowing the Blazers to shoot 54.5% from the field. And they can't let Damian Lillard do whatever he wants, which is what he's done here. Again, 5 of 6 from the field with 15 points. I'm actually interested. You know, we've talked a lot about live player props. Ariel, how about yeah. And now this is just so. Lillard for 40 or more, and the Blazers to win was 9-1. to one. Now, Lillard over 41.5 is minus 136. The Blazers to win is minus 102. You can't parlay those lines, but I'm sure you could probably find a spot elsewhere to get an idea about, you know, let's see here. If I take this line over Major League Baseball and this one, it'll be about even. So that's about plus 280. So now the bet, okay, that was 9-1 to one pregame after one quarter is about plus 280. That's a big move. Big move. Huge. Huge. Good call on that, Kev. If you were to like Toronto, uh, Toronto if you were to like the, uh, the Trailblazers, then you definitely caught your value there, that 9-1 to one player double performance. I think that we mentioned it. Damian Lillard would have to have a huge game in order for the Lakers to lose this. Damian Lillard so far leading all players with, what did, what did he end the first quarter with? It was 15, 15 points. Yeah, 15 points, which is unbelievable. Two for three from three. He's hit more three-point shots in this game so far than the Lakers have as a team. So. Yeah, it made sense if you liked the Trailblazers in this game to hit that player performance double. I still am not counting out the Lakers. I think it was the first quarter. Let's see what they do from here against this Trailblazers team. The only thing that scares me is what happened to the Bucks earlier today. I just do think that the Lakers are a little more mentally tough than the Bucks are. Yeah, I think that that is fair. I'll say this, though, as well. Um... Right now, I think jumping on the Lakers in at, at this current price is maybe a little bit unnecessary here. So they're minus 120. One and a half is the spread. Let's say they go into the break down five, right? They would have a lot of momentum. They played very, very well in the quarter. They would have won it by six points. I think you would I think most people would be pretty pleased with that. But they were pre-game favorite, right? Of yeah. Six and a half. They're down five at the break. They're not going to be five and a half point favorites to win the game. Like, that wouldn't make any sense. That would be a bad line. So, I don't necessarily know if I'm looking at this Lakers minus 120 as the time to pounce. I think the one spot, you know, you guys maybe could, you know, take a look at is the Lakers catching points here 
for example, at the FanDuel Sportsbook, the Lakers plus six and a half in this first half here is even money. That's not bad, okay? When, or it's actually now plus 114. Maybe a point has already been scored. Uh, but, take, you know, you could potentially take them to win this quarter here by, you know, five points or so if you believe that they're about a pounce now. And that might be a decent way to approach it. And if you want to get wild, Ariel, you had pointed this out a, a little bit here. Uh, plus 450 for them to be leading by the time we get to half. I also like the over if you do like the Lakers, which now is down to minus 112 on the money line and minus a half on the spread. If you like the Lakers, you're only getting – you got one more point on the total at 234.5. You mentioned it, Kev, that the Trailblazers are the reason that this total went up to 237.5 at one point because people didn't expect the Trailblazers to score so much on a top-10 Lakers team in regards to defense. Now, if you think that the Lakers are going to come back as a dog here in regards to the score, you need more points to be scored. So I think that when you're only catching two extra points off the, off the closing total, that the over could be a good play as well. Yeah, I, I think that is fair. You, you would, again, you would expect the Lakers to shoot much, much better. And from three, the Blazers didn't necessarily light it up. Uh, so potentially they maybe can start to even shoot a little bit better from the outside. I think that's a very good point, right? If you want to back the Lakers, but you know it's kind of difficult to figure out right now with the numbers and the score, maybe a way to pseudo-back the Lakers might actually be by laying it down uh, on this over-under. I, I think that that is a, I think that's a good point, Ariel. Uh, you know, I'm going to be on with you guys tomorrow for – Walsh Wednesday. I'm excited about that, yeah. obviously. Um, Perfect. Draw hoops. But let me just ask you this, you know, to kind of flip the script. Let, you know, if this game ends up going, uh, you know, the distance and the Blazers win this game, and we see Portland and, and Orlando sat there with 1 0 lead, how legitimate of a shot do you give either one of those clubs to actually knock off the ones? This is one of those clips that I'm playing in my head that this would be used against me at some point in a week or so <laughs> if this does come true. I'm going to say yeah. I'm not giving these teams a shot. I think that going down one nothing, the books aren't dumb, and they're going to look at this how we do. Teams like the Lakers and the Bucks are coming out a little bit slow. We saw it in hockey. That's why first-half unders were so they hit a lot first half unders. I actually remember there were a bunch of times we had Carver on where all but one game each day was hitting a first half under and or a first period under, excuse me. And that's what I think we're seeing right here. The books are going to use that excuse. This is a long series. This isn't a best of three. It's not even a best of five. This is a best of seven. The Lakers yeah. are going to be able to win Four out of seven of their next games. I couldn't even... The Lakers haven't lost in a seven-game stretch four games all season, right? Like, I mean, I can't imagine that they did with their record, that they would have lost four games in seven games. So I don't see this happening to the Bucks or the Lakers. It's just a slow start. They're mentally tough. They're very good teams on paper. They'll be okay, especially because, remember, this would be history for LeBron James. LeBron James has never lost in the first round of the playoffs in his entire career. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. To be fair, 
they did actually lose five times in seven games here on the restart. But again, they weren't playing full force. No, I agree. But I just wanted to. I I wanted to (laughs) clarify that for maybe anybody who was watching was like, well, actually, like, all right. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, I meant I meant prior to this because for the Lakers and the Bucks and even the Raptors, all the credit to the Raptors that they cared to play this eight game restart. I didn't bet one game in the eight game restart for those oh, reasons. Wow. No, I I had no interest. It was like betting an exhibition game to me because I didn't know. I don't, I don't have an inside scoop into the bubble. I don't have an inside scoop into the huddle. I have no clue what these head coaches are thinking. It was fun to it would be fun to look at the live lines, but I really had no interest because you just don't know what these teams are gonna do. That's why I was so excited for yesterday for the start of the playoffs. Yeah, I am very excited. The playoffs are back. As we're getting set to leave you guys here, things maybe getting a little bit chippy. Dwight Howard involved in a double technical and then pretty much the next play involved in a double foul, which is uh pretty ridiculous. Okay. And I wonder how often anybody's been able to do that in like a minute span uh but that game is at a timeout right now as we leave you guys it is a straight up pickup minus 110 both ways i think the lakers win this game i won't speak on your behalf ariel i think you believe the same thing i'm with i am i have them on a parlay so i i agree yeah they're already (laughs) invested in it obviously um but that is what I believe. I think that this team is going to start to uh, shape this up and figure it back out. And unlike the Bucks, I expect them to play their stars real minutes, unlike Mike Budenholz, who played Chris Middleton. Hey, don't worry. At least you save them the rest when they have to now play five or six games. Bozo. Anyway, that'll do it here for In-Game Live. Go over Sports Grid Radio for all the live updates. See you guys. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to to start listening. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos 
in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.